it snapped right at the base of the last climb and adam and pete were still like five seconds ahead of me and i'm like i can't stop and get this thing like they're right there like i could still see them What up, party people? After a 74-episode hot streak, I had to miss the recording this week because I had some family matters to tend to, but the guys assured me they had things under control. To be honest, I haven't yet listened to the episode at the time of recording this intro, so the rest of the show is as much of a mystery to me as it is to you. I don't have much more to add here, but hey, if you have more questions or feedback for the show, drop us a note at bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or hit up the Bonk Bros Instagram page. It's been really cool to see a bunch of y'all sharing your Spotify season highlights with us, If it weren't for the support from all of y'all, we'd probably have kicked this podcast thing to the curb a long time ago, but knowing this is actually something that y'all look forward to each week is motivation enough. Oh, hey, and one more thing. Big shout out to one of our trusty patrons who was absolutely on top of their early access game last week and hit me up about a mixing error that snuck its way into the edit, so I was able to go back and correct it before releasing to the masses a few hours later. So if you want early access to the podcast each week, hopefully in better condition than it was last week, then drop kick that Patreon link in the show notes and sign up for as little as $5 a month. All right, all right, let's get this party started. I don't really know how it's going to go without Adam, because usually if it Should goes off the intro. No, dude, we just start talking. We don't do an intro. Adam does the intro in the post. Yeah. You know okay. what? You know what we never decided on was, you know how Adam's just like, what up, party people? Yeah, party <laughs> people. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> We never decided, like, hey, what should we call our audience? Adam was just like, party people seems seems right. It is right. I commit. Yeah, I think that's right. Good on him for good. <laughs> of course. Like, I don't know. In, in French, party people would, would sound so weird, but maybe in English. <laughs> Say it. How's it ha- what's it sound like? What does it translate to in French? You would only say that if you're, like, laughing at a group or something <laughs> like they're a very dumb group like yeah party. yeah that's like that's like spot on so your audience uh, so you're you're pretty much saying your audience is a dumb group if they listen to us then they can't be the most cerebral group of people okay yeah then it makes they sense. are they are listening to the most cerebral cyclist though who true you <laughs> Look at all those no, books. No, Look at all these books in this background. Apparently, so many. Drew is the most cerebral. Do you know what's Adam? Do you know what cerebral means? I do. Yeah, it's a part of the brain. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of do. But why? Okay. Because of, I didn't, uh, dude. I didn't even know what cerebral meant. There's some dude called uh, Drew, the most cerebral cyclist. Why? I don't know. Apparently, because it's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, why else? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So no no explanation, just it's just true. I, I guess like religion. Adam, what do you think? Do you think that do you think that Drew was uh being cerebral in Mexico? Like was he being smart? Uh yeah, I I I think so. I think he's he was being way smarter than uh my good friend Alexi that was <laughs> <laughs> We should have had him on the podcast. However, he's probably uh-huh. not able to podcast right now. Oh, he was Why so not? cool. We already lost in the middle of Mexico somewhere. 
<laughs> so this is so let me give you like for the people who are listening gotta give you guys might know who adam is he won the race bwr mexico and that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode but the real hero was ninth place finisher alexi what was his last name Gatsi. Gatsi. cardi Gatsi. in english cardi yeah. okay cardi alexi alexi he it was awesome i loved this guy he decided to race on gp 5000s because they're the fastest ones on the website, right? So that's what he did. And the terrain, he asked me two days before the race, he had Pathfinder 42s with him. And he asked me straight up on the bus ride two days before the race, he's like, you think I should switch tires? And I said, if it were me, I would 100% switch tires. And he ignored my advice and didn't switch tires. Adam was on slicks too. Adam switched tires. And Alexi still didn't switch tires. And so then we start the race and as soon as we roll, like, as soon as the cars beep their horns and, like, go, start going fast after the neutral zone, Alexi, like, gets onto their tail and starts attacking, like, mile zero. And so his strategy was the the if he was able to ride off the front, he could ride the technical or hard sections slower because he didn't trust his tires. But we caught him wow, like, that is... so fast. As soon as we hit the dirt, dude, that is so smart thinking. Just <laughs> yeah, but, but he probably is, spent he probably so, spent so, so I spent twenty I'm miles assuming, off the front. I'm assuming these are thirty two. No, they're thirty fives. Thirty five GP five thousand. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, if 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 they would do it in forties, it would maybe be straight tires. I think because they don't seem yeah. to slap that much. Uh, he flatted in the race, but uh, a very good flat, just like one CO two. Um, mm. but like his, his thing was like, I don't think I'm, I can beat, uh, because he, he just started back training. He like, it's been two years uh, without training. And his thinking was like, if I have the same equipment as everybody else, I'm not confident that I can beat them as, at like mm-hmm. equal play. So it was like, that's wait, that's Dylan's. Find- that's what Dylan always says. He's like That's he's always true. looking for he's always That's looking true. for a loophole mm-hmm. through the equipment category to try and yeah. have so a leg his up. Thing, his thing was like if I can get a gap of like three minutes at one point and enter the single track and then get catched by those guys and towards the end it was a long climb on kind of pavement. He was like maybe those tires are faster. Honestly, I, I don't think it was a good idea, but um he kind of got dropped because he dropped his chain because during the travel, his whole um, front uh, like plate uh, got like scrapped by the, the person at the airport. So like he always would drop his chain and that's kind of how he got dropped. And like if he didn't get dropped in that descent because of the chain, he for sure gets dropped in the following uh, technical sector. But I think he comes back. And like if you remember, Drew, like after this sector, we were on the road for a long time and it was yeah. chill for like two hours. So like he would have yeah. been able with his GP uh, to follow us. And then if, if he attacks, um, I'm not chasing. You're probably not chasing. Pete is probably the only one chasing. Oh uh, yeah. We would have made Pete you know? chase for real. Why isn't Drew chasing? Why isn't Drew chasing? I don't know. Cause I want Pete to chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I think he kind of, I don't think it was a good idea, but I think it could maybe have worked to, the, to his advantage in a world where he find himself to the front by himself. 
in that midsection of the course. Then he arrives at the super technical stuff. We catch him, but then in the climb, maybe he comes back or he is able to finish like top five and he's happy. So, yeah, um, but here's why he's awesome. He he hasn't he hasn't like raced in like two years. <laughs> And he shows up to this as his first race. And Adam told me that when they like when they were talking about the race, Alexi said, I didn't come here to get second or third, which is just <laughs> like, like, awesome. I love that. He attacks from miles here. But here's the kicker. He's riding his bike from where the race was in Caratara, Mexico, all the way to Tucson, Arizona right now. He had a sleeping bag and he had a sleeping bag on his bed in the hotel. And I'm like, why'd you bring a sleeping bag, dude? He's like, oh, I brought a, I brought a tent, too. And I'm like, why'd you bring a tent? Like, none of this is adding up. And then I find out the next day that he's he's like going to ride to Arizona and he's going to just sleep in his tent along the way. How, he's got how like, far? How far is it from the race to Arizona? It's like twenty five hundred. So it's not too bad. I think he's thinking about doing it in a month uh like really training not just like crazy volume so i think he's gonna do it properly um but yeah it's, a, it's kind of a weird preparation but um he told like me about 100 very he told me about 100 miles yeah. a day wow 100 miles he said i thought kilometers said maybe you just yeah maybe you just thought he, thought miles he, and kilometers. Yeah, well yeah. he said 150 160k and 100 miles oh right? okay oh so then maybe 20 maybe days. maybe he's um, maybe some days he's doing easier rides i don't know i think what will happen is that he'll get tired to be in his tent and he'll ride like 250 at the end just to our end so look i yeah. don't know i don't know a lot about this guy i don't know if he's naturally very gifted or and drew said drew said nobody he's like, nobody's naturally don't say that that's just <laughs> nobody's naturally gifted it's are, hard work are you are you serious right now? <laughs> Everything is hard work. Come on. What? Okay. All right. This I is what I, anyway. I, I can't. Want... I can't stand it when people say, "Oh, he's so talented." Like somebody says that about I mean, me, no, I would. I would. True. I would get mad. Do you not I would think... say, "Do you know do you, how many hours I've you... had to ride my bike to get this talented?" Like, no. Ta- Look, I was not born true. this good at riding a bike. I have worked my freaking true. butt off for the last fifteen true. years. Do you to not get think good. that? Okay, That's not okay. talent. So obviously, Drew, obviously it's 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 both talent and hard work and we can argue about what percentage is hard work and what percentage is talent. But less than please, 10% talent. Oh <laughs> my god, dude, you're absolutely out of 90, your mind 90, right now. 90% grit, 10% talent. Yeah, but what does 10% and 90% means? Like what uh, uh, compared to what? Um I I just like I know that I think at the highest level, uh, honestly, like I think yeah. it's more more talent than training. Drew, you're Drew, you're absolutely no, I out of that, your mind right now. Okay, I think, so so I think I, maybe it's like I only have ten percent of talent, but like Matthew Vanderbilt has twenty percent talent. You know what I mean? Like he just has more talent. Everybody thinks they work harder than everyone, and everybody exactly. thinks they have less talent. That's exactly. what I'm saying. So just say, just stop saying how, talented. How is that? How is that what you're saying? No, Adam is trying to say that he that everybody thinks that they work harder than everyone else, which is absolutely true. I don't think everybody I work thinks they have less talent. No, no, no. I don't think I work harder. I just think that I've worked hard to get here, and so have you guys, and so has Matthew Vanderpool and okay. everybody else. So, 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 Drew. I Anyways, here's what I here's what I think. If tangent. if if you're talking about like at the 
cat five level or cat four level then i was a cat five once i was a cat five yeah yeah yeah. okay 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 so there are probably dudes riding 20 hours a week and they are significantly better than than the people riding five hours per week because they're training Mm -hmm. significantly more right uh and maybe they're the same amount of talented or less talented but they are training significantly more and then they're they're doing significantly better as you move up in cycling and you get to the pro level, almost if you're at the pro level where people are getting paid to race their bikes, almost every single rider is doing everything that they possibly can to race as well as they possibly can. And yet you still have riders like Keegan Swenson and like me, right? Both Keegan Swenson and me are doing everything we possibly can to race as well as we possibly can. And I'm not even close to beating Keegan. Not everything. Uh, I, yeah. There's always um, room, I, like, always yeah. room so, for improvement. So always. I, I agree. There's always, there's always something you can train better or do something. Yeah, better. no, no, no. I agree. There's always something you can do better. But are, are like, are you saying that that the difference between me and Keegan is because Keegan just works so much harder. I think that's a part of it, but I think like I, maybe genetics is a better word. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Dude. I'm okay. I'm okay with saying genetics. So you're saying you work just as hard as Keegan. Is that what you're saying? I, I, that's I what you're saying. Look, that's what you just said. I, I can so, guarantee you so, Keegan works harder than you. So for example, so you could, but I also could, think he has better. No, 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 no. You could but throw I out, say, you I wouldn't throw say out talent. the fact that you could throw out the fact that Keegan did like some insane training block before unbound last year and say, he's working harder than you. But what I would argue is that I'm not capable of working that hard because I, I don't have the genetics to recover from yeah. working that hard. I'm okay with saying genetics. I just don't like the word talent. Talent seems to say <laughs> that you don't yeah, but no but genetics because genetics is like uh like black what's, and white what's the difference between genetics and talent i don't know but maybe there's nothing but the word the word talent just ticks me off because talent makes it sound like the person that you're talking about who has talent didn't work hard if you say oh he's really talented it's like me if I said that about Keegan. Yeah, oh, but Keegan's what's the really, difference really between talented. saying he's really talented and he have good genetics? Like both are kind of the same. It mean it means the same thing. Yeah, Just probably. But when you say that somebody's talented, what you're doing is like giving yourself an excuse for not being that good. No, it's just, just being doing that. Locked. I guess you're doing it's that with just, genetics it's just too. One thing to, I, think I just it's don't just, like. I just don't like the phrase talented. Like if somebody says how, that about me, don't. Yeah. I can see. And I'm not going to say it about other people. I'm not going to say other people are talented. Yeah, it can be used as an excuse, but not recognizing it, I think, is lying to yourself. (laughs) I'm not like like, I'm fine with saying genetics, but talent. It's the same thing, man. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Genetics is genetics is more specific. I feel like talent is a broader term. To say somebody's talented is just to say they're good at something. But genetics is like you were born with these specific genes that set you apart for better training and recovery and all that. I'm fine with that. I realize that that's true. All right. Back to the, back to the, was Alexi, is Alexi a talented rider? Wasn't that the question? Okay. So, I, so I don't think he is. I think he's, I, he's very smart. I think, I think that what I was getting to with Alexi, right. Cause, cause you, you told me before we started recording that he, he is going all in on gravel next year. Right. And part of him mm-hmm. going all in on gravel is that he's riding right now in November slash December from Mexico to Arizona. Here's what I think. 
is going to happen. He, first of all, if he continues to use road tires in gravel races, he's going to have a terrible time because he's going to get flat tires and it's not going to work out for him no matter how he's already, he's already learned that lesson. So check that box. Cool. Cool. Good. Good. Second of all, if he is doing 100 miles a day or 100 kilometers a day or or whatever he's doing right now in November, he's going to get to Mid-South and he's already going to be burned out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dylan, is that he's been not training for two uh, years. So like he's been in like two years off season. So I think this is different. That's why he feels like this is like he a, needs to like rebuild this is like a, a little bit more. Yeah, I was saying, I think this is like a boot camp to like revamp the system. And then I think he's not going to yeah. do the what he's doing over the next month continuously. Mm-hmm. I think he's just doing it exactly for the next month as a as a. I think honestly, he's adventure. doing that to lose some weight. Most most of it, he's he's doing he that fat? to like gain back the the race. Weight. No, but he's a um, he's tall. He's so. tall, and he's like uh, he looks like a solid like uh tom boonen type like just big big legs you know he could probably slim mm-hmm. down though yeah how much do you weigh like like right now he's 180 and he can slim down to like 170 172 all right so yeah yeah all right. yeah but Fair that enough. guy he's awesome i and hanging out with him and adam was like the highlight of the whole the whole week it was cool like you you go to these races and i had no idea that i was gonna meet this guy alexi and now i'm i'm talking about how awesome this guy was and a week ago i had no idea who he was you know it's just cool that uh a race like bwr mexico creates that it's pretty cool wow yeah, dude you're so in touch with the spirit of gravel. Gravel. dude his his like his personality <laughs> was just hilarious like i don't know like he uh he was very um like open-minded like Everybody, we, we, after the race, me, Adam, and Alexi went into the town to get some tacos. And this town is like, uh, rough. We'll say that. Like, yeah, most of yeah. Mexico is rough. To, so to say that this town is rough is like, it's rough, rough. Like, like the Mexican people rough. are scared of the town. Yeah. Like every, like everybody <laughs> we talked to that was in the race bubble was like, oh, don't go to Lobo. Like, Lobo's <laughs> garbage. You Wait, need to and eat this- it. This is they the were town like, that PWR decided to host the race out of? Yeah, Here's but... The thing. There's, like, a hotel that's, like, super high-end, that's, like, super expensive, and there's a restaurant that charges you 60 bucks for a bowl of pasta. Yeah. And as soon as you go outside, it's, like, one of the poorest villages. It's, like, all yeah, week, Alexi and I got, like, killed in the restaurant. They were charging us because I think we were white triple the price. <laughs> and, I um, never ate at the restaurant because I knew that it was did, out of like, my budget. Now, like I ate pasta with butter and salt and a, it was a big bowl. So they charged me three times the amount of pasta. And it was, it cost me in US dollar, like 60 USD. Oh um, my. To eat pasta with butter. <laughs> for and noodles. Like go just out of the city. And I paid for Drew and Alexi. And I think it was what? We ate, we got eight, for tacos. 18, we got 18 tacos and two <laughs> drinks. And it was $15. <laughs> Yeah. all three wow. of us <laughs> 18 total so we each had six tacos yeah yeah so and they yeah. were way so nicer like thing. those people were so nice yeah. out in the town yeah but I, I this is think it so was i guess it was just a, yeah 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 so, it was just like a, a a tent outside of somebody's house that's like i guess that's a restaurant i don't know i don't know probably no they probably <laughs> didn't it didn't have one of those letter grades you know when you go to mcdonald's and they have like a b because they failed the health inspection i don't i don't think they have those there um no. But like Alexi was so 
he he was like when the other people were saying, "Oh, don't go into Lobo," Alexi was like, "I already went three times yesterday. I had the best chicken of my life in in the city." But like they were bash talking this town, and Alexi loved it. It was just like I don't know. It was just refreshing to be around somebody who was so like naive isn't the right word, but so just optimistic. Like he just so seemed down for anything. He's very used to rough living. Um, so Alexi raced on the road with like a protein that couldn't pay any riders. So he would live like out of like I think ten thousand dollars for a whole year. Um, wow. So like we like for example, we he would race in Asia and stay in Asia because it was like it was cheaper than come back to the U.S. Um, so he's used to like being in a very difficult situation. Like when I was training with him in Tucson. We would go to the grocery store and we would go to the Mexican one because it was cheaper. And it would just buy rice and like 20 frozen tilapia that were all glued together. Like and that's what all that he would eat for like uh, breakfast and everything because it figured out that that was like the cheapest carbs and protein you can ever get. Um, so yeah, he's very uh, he's yeah he's easy to uh, sound to uh, sounds to like with. me like, yeah. the uh, that sounds like me the first year that I graduated from college like the first summer I graduated from college mm-hmm. I was the ch- I was the cheapest person you've ever seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think that was one of the most surprising things when I met you was like how like you don't you don't seem very keen on like wanting to spend money which is kind of cool what because I think. Like you don't like, like, like somebody who's doing as good as you. Well, I mean, we, everybody's here is aware that you make pretty good money from YouTube and bike racing and all are that. Are they aware of that? You, I, well, if they aren't, they are now. And you live, I th- I feel like you live well within your means, which is kind of cool. Like, yeah, but he, he told Nina he wants 20 kids. That's why he's saving up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saving up for those kids. <laughs> All right, we should probably talk dude, about the race. Dude, All we've talked about so far is this random guy, Alexi, that got nice. When I the the first the first year that I graduated from college, I was like, I was buying my groceries not even at the grocery store. I was buying them at the Dollar General in our town. Like the Dollar General had bags of rice and like frozen blueberries, and they're obviously one dollar because it's a Dollar General. That's where I would do my groceries. Nice. Well, so if you haven't heard yet, Adam won BWR Mexico. You want to give us a rundown of how? Uh, well, actually, before we get there, what the main reason I or wanted Adam? To, the main the main reason I wanted Adam to come on the podcast was because of something he told me after the race. We were talking about cyclocross and me racing gravel next year. And what did what did you say, Adam, pertaining to another so, person that's on the podcast right now? Here's the thing. I think it's uh, very clear logic. Um, going back to Alexi. So Alexi did two gravel races in his whole life. He did BWR Utah and BWR Mexico. When he did, he did Utah, Dylan was there and he beat Dylan. When he did Mexico, Drew was there and Drew beat Alexi. So I think it's clear. <laughs> did he just Bravo do the man. transitive property <laughs> so what did you tell me just what Bravo did you man. tell me in the hotel room next year what's going to happen next year um i think it's going to be um a very close uh, no battle, come on that's I not think. what that's not what you said <laughs> yes, yes uh, let's go uh, let me finish <laughs> because i think on the month that's what i told you because i think on the mountain bike race and the gravel races that demands more attention like unbound 
big sugar, stuff like that. I think Dylan can have the upper edge. But on other stuff, I think right now you're smarter than Dylan as a racer. So that's not I what he said. Other things. Let me let me tell you what he said in the room. He said, "Dude, you're gonna smoke." He said, "You're gonna smoke Dylan in all these grapple races next year." He no, doesn't I didn't stand say a chance. that. I, I, that's I what he said. In the, I said in the beatable URs and in like um, like gravel local and stuff because I think you have a better pup. The only and the only BWR race that I'm doing is uh, North Carolina. Oh no! Then then I think yeah. Then then it will yeah. North Carolina. I, I think Dylan is good in this one. But like, yeah, Kansas one, I think Drew would win. Um, like, ask me which race is, I'll I'll tell you which one kind of win. Mid South, Drew. Oh, he has a better sprint. That's that's why I'm going with him. All right, fair. The one time Drew and I sprinted, I beat him. But okay, okay go ahead. Another one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. At the southeast, hmm. he, he's not. If if Dylan did BWR California. But he he's, he's B- BWR California is like uh, this year. Hey, this year it's the week after Sea Otter, so you should do it. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about it. If I'm I totally do, gonna, I'm I, gonna do it. I'm gonna do like Sea Otter be, and BWR. California. I feel like I'd be more likely to do the BWR Utah one. Yeah, do that one too. Are you doing all the BWRs? I think I, I'm leaning towards it. Yeah. Okay. Not all of them, but the the they're doing that triple, which is the Arizona, Utah, and California, and I think I'm going to go ahead and do it because if I end up riding for the bike company that I'm most likely going to end up riding with, then they're based out of Arizona, so going to BW Arizona would be to like what, meet them. And yeah. all right, so uh, Adam, give us the rundown of how you won. How did you win? You beat the infamous Pete Stetna, the spirit of gravel. You just yeah. smashed him. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I smashed him, but uh, um, no, you did. Um, I mean, it's. I think a lot of Mexicans could have been with us, but they all flatted in the first very technical section because they were trying to go as fast as possible. So it ended up with a group of five, like super, super fast after sixty k. And I feel like then it after wasn't that, fat. It wasn't super, super fast. What are you talking about? Um, it was pretty chill yeah. for a while until like the last hour. So you think it was chill all day? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like we were never like on the rivet. When we did that climb 30 miles in, I thought that was pretty hard. But like, Drew, um, dude, Drew is just so fit, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, but Big Sugar was way harder. It was like sustained power all yeah, day. Like Big I was Sugar riding as like, hard as I could. Yeah, this one was like there was a lot of times where you had some breathing, you know, like and yeah, but I feel like altitude you need to have that. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. You cannot, I agree. You cannot. You cannot. Like, if you race in altitude at the same pace as Big Sugar, yeah. After three hours, like you're just gonna oh. explode. So I, I absolutely, like, I absolutely yeah. agree. So yeah. yeah, in terms of maybe perceived exhaustion, it was a little bit less, but um, yeah, I I feel like um, I mean, I was not on the limit, but I was the first sixty k. Like, it, I mean, I could have gone, like you said, I could have gone harder, but I felt like it was enough um, for what was left, you know? Fair um, enough. Yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. Other than the climb, I was not over 90% of effort, but um, the, that climb was, yeah, it, 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 it were, were like, it, uh, yeah, it woke me up. Um <laughs> But yeah, without LXC, maybe it would have been super easier all all the time. I think he was the only one trying to kind of push it uh, a little bit. But um, yeah, to come back to the race, 
yeah, the first 60k were kind of hard, then chill for 80k, and then the last 40k we kind of started, yeah, making it hard, but also attacking each other. Um, Drew doesn't have footage, um, so my attacks were all super clean. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the reason he's saying that he's so he was like he was like kind of excited and kind of bummed that I lost my GoPro because that we were going Wait, through it. You like what do you mean you lost it? My mount that was attached to my handlebars, like it's an aluminum mount that holds my Garmin and my GoPro, snapped. So it's just in Mexico right now. Yeah, it's somewhere on the road. The, it snapped at the base of it's the last climb. Somewhere on someone yeah. else's bike. Somebody had to have found it. But it snapped right at the base of the last climb. And Adam and Pete were still like five seconds ahead of me. And I'm like, I can't stop and get this thing. Like, they're right there. Like, I could still see them. And so I left it. I, I, originally, I thought it was my saddlebag. I didn't even know it was my GoPro. And then a minute later, I went to go. They were actually starting to like pull away from me. And I'm like, oh, I got to, I guess I got to record me getting dropped for the GoPro video or for the YouTube video. And I reached to go press the record button and it wasn't there. And it had just snapped. My Garmin and my GoPro, I lost. So I don't have any data or any footage from the race, which is like, anyways, but I was recording. We were going through a town, maybe 30 from the finish. Yeah, it was close to the finish because we were going pretty hard. Like, uh, like Adam and Pete had a little bit of a gap on it's, me, but it's because but the I re- two Mexican were not taking any really, so I was just attacking and attacking and attacking yeah. and attacking. I was getting tired of it. But we were going through this town, and it was kind of a downhill through this town, and it was kind of crowded, and there was cars, and there was like a car coming towards us and a car that we were behind, and Adam just shoots the gap between these two cars, and it was like it was a closing. But in between those two cars, there's a there's a there's a dog. And oh, I didn't see that, but it was a closing gap because the cars were getting closer to each other. So Adam made it through, but me and Pete had to slam on our brakes, and Adam kept going, like just attacked. No, 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 no. Pete made it true. Pete made it true, and he had to slam on his brakes, though. Yeah, but I waited for Pete. Yo, he he told me thanks. He told me thanks after the race. Okay. Fair enough. You you had to do a big effort. I'll give you that. (laughs) So he attacked me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Pete was back, I was like, "Yeah, Drew was probably already." That's what. No, I was right on Pete's wheel. <laughs> you were struggling in that hill. I felt like no. I think I was that no? the one where I had just slid out. Yep. Yeah, I crashed twice during this race. I really haven't figured <laughs> out the whole like turning on gravel yet. <laughs> well, the, okay, the first crash was kind of Adam's fault. He hopped this curb, and I didn't see the what? curb. It was like we were riding on the dirt. Like most of the roads there are cobbled and it's bumpy cobbles. So we'd ride in the dirt next to the cobbles. So I was riding and I was probably riding too close to Adam's rear wheel. And Adam kind of popped up onto the road because the dirt was ending. And I think I was riding too close to his wheel and wasn't paying attention. And when he hopped the curb, I kind of just drifted with him. And my front wheel just washed out because it hit the curb. I didn't I didn't like hop the curb. And so I wiped out and got like road rash from the cobbles. But that was really early. That was probably 30 miles into the race. And there was a group of yeah. maybe 10 of us. And they everybody waited for me, which was super cool. Like, everybody asked me if I was okay. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, guys. Like, you guys are so nice. Yeah, no, it was, it was it, and yeah, it was less <clears throat> controlled for sure. I mean, we were all in the middle of Mexico. And I think the Mexican were, I don't know, trying. There were just nice people. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it didn't feel really uh, cutthroat. Uh, and also, the way guys were riding, I feel like... Uh, it was pretty clean. Um, yeah, get this, but, Dylan. 
We stopped at an aid, all of us. Yeah, we did. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it. Adam called it. No, I didn't call it. You know, you know how many times we stopped to pee in the North Carolina race? Yeah, I was getting very annoyed with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only stopped once, but I think we stopped to pee like five times in the North Carolina race. It was so chill. <laughs> there was that middle section. Pete had yeah. Pete had a hydro pack and two bottles. Adam had three bottles. I I had one bottle. <laughs> I started with two bottles, and then when I when I finished one, I threw it because we went right by the start finish, so I dropped it right there. And then I was like, oh well, like usually Michael is the the race promoter of the BWR is usually in a car, and he had said he was going to be in the car giving us feeds through the race, and so I was like, why would I race with two or three bottles when I can just race with one and then just get a new one when this one runs low. But because the BWR course in Mexico is so like off-road rough terrain, the car actually like wasn't with us for the last 40 miles. You know what happened is that, um, so there was supposed to be two motos also with us. And it's funny because at the start of the race, Pete was like, I'm going to bring my camel back because we're in Mexico and we never know what's going to happen. We're probably not going to have any feed. And there was two motorcycles with us that were, um, in charge of feeding us and one of them flatted mm, and the right. other one and the other one at uh, an intersection so one of his body that just crashed and decided to bring him to the hospital mm. so that's why we didn't have any yeah. water all, all, so all day is that the two bottles just left so then i had one one bottle and that's why i had mm-hmm. to stop at the aid because i'm like i need to fill this up and i still ran out of water but i got some yeah. i got some water from the shimano truck when they after adam and pete dropped me they gave me some water to get to the finish yeah yeah not yeah. the uh yeah i'm still learning i guess <laughs> i pete, mean pete, I, I don't pete think even yeah. pete even saw that i had one bottle and this was like at like only like halfway through the race so i wasn't worried about it at all by that point and he's like whoa one bottle that's risky <laughs> i was like i almost responded a hydro pack that's an overkill <laughs> you should have yeah. So does so does Pete know who you are yet or what? I talked to him no. and the cuz we did like a um there was like a VIP, you know, cuz that's, you know, me and Adam are VIP. They had like a VIP uh <laughs> No, it was just um, an event for Pete and they decided that we could do that. Yeah, come. <laughs> but it was like a ride and a lunch and we got to hang out. So I got to talk with Pete and he knew who I was just cuz I had raced with him a few times. So we had never officially met until that day. And uh, I asked him, or I was telling him about the podcast and how I told him about how we had talked about Big Sugar and how I thought it was funny that I sprinted him and he's like the spirit of gravel. And then, and then he said, "Oh yeah, I don't listen." Uh, he said, "I'll have to check it out." And I almost said, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't," um, <laughs> like because <laughs> I'm thinking of like all the times I've said like maybe negative things about Pete and I'm like yeah that's uh, like every episode we talk about like, Pete dude <laughs> hopefully he doesn't hopefully he doesn't go back and listen to all the episodes cuz he might like me a little less if he does that <laughs> Pete it's not personal man it's not personal now that I know you and you're cool you know he, now I, I won't I have a thing I got I like talking about people that I don't know him but if you're if we're, if you're my friend then then, then he's going to talk more crap about you no <laughs> Nah, Pete's cool. Yeah. He was a little cooler than I had expected. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Drew Drew's just but Adam, nah, Adam's I, a total, total. Adam's a total a hole. 
It, exactly. This is what I'm saying. The Roosters <laughs> highly, highly competitive, and, and anybody who's remotely friends with him, it's just like a, it's a competition. Everything is. <laughs> yeah, but that's good friendship. Friends compete against each other, and it it strengthens the friendship. <laughs> think true. of how much more you're gonna like me next year when I beat you in all these races. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's just going to strengthen our friendship. I'm going to like you so much, dude. <laughs> Wait, so we still haven't finished. Adam, how did you win? We still haven't even like got that far. Yeah, so you, I, I, after that little sketchy thing that we're talking between the two cars and the dog, um, it, it was At just that the point, three it was of mainly us, just the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I tried to attack... Um, in the following downhill because Drew just crashed. So I was like, maybe he's not going nice. to have so much nice. confidence. <laughs> um, yeah. Drew was the one catching me and uh, dropped me in the descent. So. No, no, no. Pete, no, was... no, no. Pete, Pete came around me because you're right. I was a little nervous because the downhill wasn't like an off-road kind of downhill. It was like mm-hmm. a, it, a I was game. thinking of it, it was like it was like construction gravel. You know, when like they just lay down gravel, that's what it was like. It was like real loose, just gray little rock. And so it was a bombing fast ascent and none of the turns were sharp, but they were like, but it was always turning. So I was just a little hesitant because I had just slid out. So I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to crash going this fast. Yeah. Dude, those so get- Adam got a gap and the Pete came around on those me. getaways is not, <clears throat> you're not the, I'm not convinced that the getaway traction is good right now. Out of oh, all these, might be your tires that lack grip. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to blame it on the tires. I was going to say it was my fault. Yeah, I just think that you're less. I just think you're a less talented bike handler, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, That's exactly like what I'm saying. You, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> say you're the train bike handler. <laughs> That's going to make him angry. Yeah, right, right. And so Pete bridges the gap to him on the downhill, and I'm able to stay with Pete. So then we all kind of come back together. Uh, and and then I, you attack. Yeah, I knew that I had one card to play. I knew that I – so I, I wasn't sure about Adam because the last two times I had raced Adam, he flatted at Big Sugar, and at Kansas he wasn't feeling great. And so I wasn't sure, like, where Adam was, like, if he was fast or not fast. But Pete, I knew that I didn't want to go into the last climb with Pete, regardless of where Adam was. Because I'm like, if I go into that last really hard climb with Pete, there's no way I'm going to be able to hold his wheel. And so there was one really technical section that was like the most, it wasn't, it wasn't really a mountain bike trail, but it was like the closest thing to a mountain bike trail that this race had. And it was like a Leadville. But it was 12 miles from the finish, and so I knew from the start of the race that that was where I was going to like drop the hammer because that was my kind of the only card that I had. And I knew that I could – I was fairly confident that I could gap those guys to that section. So I pinned it there, and there was some – there was like a pretty technical downhill, but then a pretty technical uphill too. There was a gate crossing that was – the gate was closed when we got there, so that kind of sucked because the gap that I had just opened like – I had to like stop and put my bike over the gate. So then Pete and Adam were right there with me again. But then I got over the gate and kept going. I didn't wait or anything like that. So the thing, the thing that happened them. at that gate crossing is that I think we would have catched you just a little bit because you had to hesitate a little bit more than us. But mm-hmm. when I put my bike over, uh, Pete like dropped his bike over <laughs> my bike. So we kind of get, we kind of got stuck together, the two bikes. So I left with Pete oh, out great. of that gate. So that's why you kind of kept. Uh, you guys should have started Pete, like wrestling each other and through the, honestly through the gate. pete was lucky 
Pete was kind of lucky about that because then after I was the one guiding him because he didn't have the map. Oh so like, yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. So like yeah, he was Pete yelling was blind at me like this whole section. Yeah. Which so he was, was awesome. yelling at me, right or left, right or left, and I was like, right, left, right, left, because I I, yeah. knew I needed Pete <laughs> to try to catch him to help him. But right. um, yeah, so I think the gap kind of stayed the same between like you and me, but maybe Pete. Was so it was probably like us, but. I was off the front for maybe what four miles, if that. I don't. No, I would say yeah, yeah. That's I think that's that's I don't know about, maybe right? four or five four or five miles, yeah. and then so then it pops out, and as soon as you get back on the cobbled road, it starts climbing, and there's one kind of long gradual climb, and then you drop down, and then there's a short steep climb, and I thought if I could at least get as far along either one of those or both of those climbs before, if I got over both of the climbs without them catching me, I was fairly confident that I could I could hold them off to the finish because. After the second steep climb, it was mostly downhill and dirt. And so I was like, if I had a gap from there, I was pretty sure I could hold it. But they caught me right at the crest of the first hill, and I was pretty pinned. And then we descended. I lost my GoPro my Garmin right there at the bottom. And then right at basically right at the base of the next steep climb, I just couldn't hold their wheel, and they started to pull away. Uh and I was surprised, I'm not going to lie, Adam, I was surprised that you like held, like you were hanging on to Pete's wheel. Cause I know that he's no, a good it's climber. Just because, and, no, and it's you're just like, you saw and me. You're no, just, you think, you think of me of the last two months. Like, no, 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 like that's, that's not why. Normally, no, I know. No, look climb. how small, dude, I know, but look how yeah, small Pete watts, is. Bro. I know you dude, do, dude. But this dude, is this is you actually, probably have thirty pounds on yo, Pete. This is actually so true. Drew, Drew was was so not worried about you going into this race, and I was like, if Adam, I know Adam has sucked for the last two months, but if Adam is on his normal form, he's so strong. Drew only knows you. People only knows you from the last no, two races. Not true. Yeah, we raced do, in California, bro. and he, he beat me at California. Yeah, yeah, California. I, yeah. Um, if, when I'm fat bike shape in April and I crash two times in the race, yeah, but I'm not like. And you still beat me, bro. No, I w- it wasn't like, anything about. I, I'm I just. Think, I know. I yeah. No, what I'm saying is Pete is such a good climber, and you were just mm-hmm. glued to his wheel like that. Yeah, was but impressive. it was not that. It was not a 30 minute climb. You know, like 10 minute mm. climb. I think I can. I felt can like a 30 Pete minute climb any day. Um, 10 minutes. I can. I can like with the power. Is that most? A lot of the, our races are one hour climb. Then, then like you have to forget that that's my weight. But like, yeah. I think 10 minute climb for a guy like my weight is actually very good. Um, if you look like at the faster guys on like five to 10 minute climb, I think 160 yeah. is kind of a good weight. Um, but yeah, it's just that it's rare that we have, I feel those, like it's either the gravel, it long. feels like it's either Colorado and super long or there's no climbing. That's kind of, Unless you're doing the Belgian Wall Friday. The Belgian Wall Friday are a whole other thing. They're punchy, shorter climbs, but like yeah. the lifetime um, gravel is either climbing forever or pretty flat. Um, yeah. So, fair um, enough. I, I think that's why um, you feel like Pete maybe is like out of this yeah. world in terms true. of. True. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's yeah. true. That's true. So, you guys dropped me. I'm in third. And then, so what happened after that? And at this point, we're only five miles from the finish, right? Because that's yeah, yeah, we're five miles. And there's like, like, so there's a cobbled descent, and then after you enter like a very rugged double track, probably the most rugged of all the race. But like, we we already did it two times because there was like kind of two 
the um, course kind of did like a yeah. figure eight thing yeah yeah exactly so in that thing um i took it like super super slow um because i, I was still thinking about the quadruple crown where most of the money was and that's like all day i kind of raced very very safe um i was like not even following the wheels i was just yeah, riding every like every like technical behind. dirt section he was getting dropped and i'm like oh sweet i'm gonna be able to drop him easy peasy at the end of this race <laughs> no, i was just so worried about the flatting because i i didn't yeah. want to lose uh, the, the the prize money of the triple crown so then i i just let pete go up the front in that thing and i was like if he's done, I'm just going to be able to catch him uh, later in the following two kilometers. And that's kind of that's kind of what happened. The, the last two kilometers were flat. So I thought that if I was not cramping, it would just be a matter of time before I catch him. Um, so, yeah, that, that's talking about prize money. Look what look what the race promoter handed us at the finish. This was our this was our <laughs> just a wad it's of like money. It's just a wad of pesos. Yes. Adams was like. I don't know, two and a half times bigger than this. <laughs> and he just pulls it out of his backpack in a rubber band. And it's like rubber band and it's like all this money. And it looks like so much money, but it's pesos. So. Right. Well, that was the most drawn out race report I've ever heard. We're 46 minutes in and I barely know what happened during the race, but... <laughs> we still haven't finished it. Adam's still telling his... So... No, we're pretty much done. I, I catch Pete in the last time and that was it. You know? And then he um, and then Pete was cramping and you 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 yeah. got a gap. You, it wasn't a sprint. You gapped him. What like um two minutes so, from the yeah, finish? When I catch him and like the last, it was a last fall flat with like very rugged, a lot of rocks. And I was like, I'm gonna try to attack him one time. If he follows, I'm just gonna wait for the sprint because I was not worried at all. Um, Dude, but yeah, yeah, with Pete, I man, just, you, yeah, Pete yeah, versus there wasn't you in a much, sprint. It's like not even close. <clears throat> but it wasn't like there wasn't really room room to sprint it would have been like the shortest sprint ever like you would have had to start sprinting before it would have been 10 seconds on the road yeah Um, maybe that yeah yeah so then yeah it's enough Um, but i was like i just like to finish solo less stressful um so yeah but pete was cramping so then it's like he couldn't he he couldn't respond but i think the crazy thing is that like just it's not very related but um if you look at the power file, like I'm, I have lower power average than Pete. And um, like I didn't draft all race. Like I, I averaged two twenty, and Pete averaged two thirty nine. I think. What? Um, How? I, I don't know. I, because I'm just arrow, and I don't know. Pete, yeah. you do ride in your drop. You ride in your drops like all day, and Pete rode in his hoods all day. Um, <clears throat> because on the last time, for example, I had to do like the ten minutes at. 380 390 and Pete did 330 so like the weight clearly makes a difference mm-hmm. um but um yeah uh, apparently yeah <laughs> there's more to that um you think I was not trying you think the difference draft. you think the difference is you and you ver your position versus Pete's position on the bike that's my only uh, yeah position tires equipment yes yeah. uh, I mean camelback. dude I don't know. we've had the same conversation just power meter being off I don't know. But we've had the same conversation about, uh, for example, Lexi Vermeulen's power mm-hmm. output during yeah. some races. It's it's actually crazy. The I'm always of power lower than Alexi. Yeah. I yeah. know. And he's so yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's maybe a 5% in between power meters that can explain it uh, a little bit. Um, but other than that, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Do you think, <laughs> do you think, do you think guys who know they're strong just race a little dumber? 
Like I know when when I'm not fit, I race way smarter than when I am fit. Because if I know I only have mm. like three matches in my matchbox, mm. I'm like, oh man, I got to hang mm. on to these. And so I like, I don't do anything. I'm like trying to be as efficient mm. as possible. But when I am mm-hmm. fit, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna rip these guys' legs off, and mm-hmm. you know, um, I race stupid. I don't know. <clears throat> That could be part of it, but I don't think Alexi. A lot of races. I'm. I'm. A, I, I'm not in his mind, but I feel like he's trying to race smart anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's probably. I true. don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, honestly. Um, so, honest, honest take. You know, like the race promoters probably not going to listen to this podcast. So don't don't hold back here. Would you Would you recommend BWR Mexico? <laughs> uh, I think the timing is horrible in terms of the season and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So like the date is, I think the the biggest obstacle to it for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends for who. If you're just like Yo. going there for like a, a, a like a just What? enjoyment and an experience, like I think it's superior to going to a lot of races inside uh, the U.S. Especially that like there was so much more prizes for everyone and the expo heard, was great. Dude, and, I heard but, you won a uh, specialized crux. Yeah, I won the best bike. And he didn't. <laughs> and he didn't even know it. Like we were watching yeah. the women's podium, and they whipped out a bike, and we're like, "She won a bike!" And Adam's like, "Oh snap, I'm gonna win a bike!" Like we didn't even know. They never promoted it or said it's it. Still in right? Mexico, though. So we'll see if I, if I ever see that money. But I, I have trust that they're gonna sell it for me. Nice. If I didn't bring it home, so they're mm, yeah. Um, the breakaway shop now. There's like a Shimano where. Kind of shoved there, and was it was it even the right it. size for you? No, it's a fifty six, so it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. But I wouldn't have. Yeah, right. I told him I ride a fifty six. Um, I ride a fifty six Crux, and so I could have yeah, could have just had two of them. Bring me. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it was yeah, for. I mean, for us, for me, like for me, it was the most money I made uh, in a race in a long time, for sure, with the bike and everything, and because of the triple crown. Uh, I got third, but yeah, between third in the race and second <clears throat> in the overall. Adam Adam got got first in the race and first in the overall, the quadruple. I was third in the race and second in the quadruple. Between the prize money of third place in the race and second place in the quadruple, that probably is like three times more than any money I've won from a race. All before. right, I want to hear numbers <laughs> right now. Stop being so ambiguous. <laughs> Uh, I don't know for sure, but Adam said that second place gets for the quadruple gets thirty five hundred, and I won eight hundred from the race, so that'd be forty three hundred dollars. But that's CJ, big, that's a big CJ, CJ did make a good point that it was not just one race; it was four races. So I won, I won thirty five hundred dollars for doing four races, not just one. So that kind of yeah. makes it, yeah. If you divide it by four, then I don't know, but. Still, totally worth it for me to go to Mexico to to like wrap up yeah. in second place. Are they having that kind of prize money next year for the triple crown? They said it would be similar for the for that triple, and the Man, triple is Arizona, to, Utah. They need to and adver- they, advertise that better. Yeah, I asked them if they're gonna like. I was like, can't you guys like show us the pre reg so that like I can know ahead of time who's gonna do it, <laughs> and so I like. <laughs> won't waste my time and money going out to try to do it. And then Keegan shows up and just wipes us. Uh, and they said they do that on purpose so that, <laughs> so that we would still come. Yeah. I don't know if it helps or it doesn't help um, to not show that who's there. Yeah. In a week, I feel like it, maybe it could help because like you said, 
maybe guys wouldn't show up if they think they're not going to win. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, because they don't show who's there, I feel like people are assuming that people, like everybody else is not going, so they're just not going. Like There's something about yeah going to the races where the racers are. Um, yeah, right, yeah. right. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying, yeah. It's a strategy. I mean, I, I it's I like... That's why the Lifetime series is so popular. It's because that's where all the fast racers are. It's not It's not even like the money is that good, right? When you take into account how much the expenses for the whole series are, if you can even get yeah, no. into the money in the first place. Yeah, no, exactly. It's I mean, the, the, like the, the big number seems big, but it's because it's six races spread out in girls and boys and... Um, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not crazy amount of money for all you have to do. And like you said, um, I don't know, are they going to do top 10 or top 15 this year? Do you know? For money? Yeah, I because there's probably, money. probably top 10. I don't know. But maybe yeah, they'll change that. I bet it's top yeah. 10. Adam, did you, did you apply for the series? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Are you, they are you, the they have a mind short, I think also. They have a what? They remember the last two months of racing, but. <laughs> oh, they have a short. Oh, I see what you said. They have a short memory. Yeah, I mean, I so I feel like I, when I've when I've talked to you, you're not even you're not even that stoked on the Grand Prix anyway. Though there's too many mountain bike races. No, I'm. I mean, I'm excited about. So it it gives me way more place to do uh, more gravel races. Um, like for example, Crusher for me was always kind of a weird race that I had to fit in because it was a gravel race. But like I think this year I might go to Europe because there's kind of three big gravel races that are like Gravel Worlds, like the the Gravel yeah. World series and the UCI one. So I think I'll do a trip in Europe um, in in July. So that's like very exciting. And um, no, I mean just as as like my and you wouldn't be, and you wouldn't would, be able to do that if you were in the Lifetime series, right? Because you'd have to do not, no. Crusher and Leadville. But like just just for myself. Like as a racer, I like it ten times better to be not in the Grand Prix um, because I can race gravel and focus on the race that I know I can yeah. do good. I think the Grand Prix is yeah. specific to some riders, and I think it uh, probably not me. But that like the first year I was still seventh overall. Like mm-hmm. if I don't mess up, like the reason I was so low this year is that I'm I I didn't finish five races, so like I only have four races with points. Like if if you just had me. A, a average race that i finish at like a big sugar if i do like super average and i do top 20 or something even then i'm I'm kind of bummed like um more than top 20 you know mm-hmm. um, so i think yeah, it's not like it's i don't think it's a very good series for me um but it's not horrible but yeah as a racer I'm, i i kind of liked it but to be in it is just does it affect uh sponsors i think yeah that's the bigger question. Like, does sponsor yeah. um, care about it? And also, I just hope I can get in, you know. Um, I, I think Unbound would be kind of easy because I've been top 10 the last two years. So, I like, I would find it weird if they don't bring me to Unbound. Um, I don't know. And also Big Sugar, like, I won it. I was third last year. But I don't know if they're going to bring me to Big Sugar. Like, so... That's kind of the the only thing that that worries me. I'm not. Being, I I yeah, think you're gonna be fine. I think you're gonna be fine. Getting into so I, I think it if he's worried, then I should be really worried because the last time oh, I did about it, didn't even finish. Yeah, yeah. We are gonna get an expo of both of those. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah, am in the expo but... card. <clears throat> yeah, 
Yeah, Adam, you just need to buy an expo spot. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the that's probably the way to spend my money. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah. that's that's I mean, the only thing I'm kind of about. Like I'm assuming that next year you probably won't even do a mountain bike race at all. Yeah, I mean, I, at first I was thinking uh, I could do the Grand Prix races and just put in their face and do a top ten. I think, like, oh yeah, that <laughs> that's like, exactly what <laughs> I want to do. Except for you could probably actually do that. But, I can't actually do that. Um, so, but I think. In another way, I would scrap my chances of, like I said, really focusing on gravel. I think the first year I did gravel, it was all about gravel. And uh, we were all excited about the Grand Prix. And I think, um, yeah, the, the Grand Prix is structured in a way that uh, I think it favors, uh, as, like like I said, a certain type of rider and also uh, mountain bikers. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited maybe to do like the first year and just like podium as much uh gravel races um as i can and i'll I'll for sure do the the grand prix races that are gravel that's like a, a no-brainer other than crusher mm-hmm. um so yeah at least i can like race against the stronger field because that's that's also something that bumps me out a little bit is that like you said the, the fun thing as racers with the grand prix is that now we know uh, where to go for the for the yeah. higher level so in the mountain bike race it doesn't excite me as much because i know that i'm not gonna be um up there at the end um but in the gravel races is really exciting because then we have the chance to race against everyone that's that's the best because we don't have this uh, opportunity like all the time like we have it um at like the three yeah the three gravel races of of uh, the grand prix we maybe have it at steamboat uh bwr california depending on the prize money um that's yeah. kind of, it, I mean, it's, it there. seems like it seems like the BWR series, just in general, has been kind of decreasing in mm-hmm. in uh, the amount of competition in the pro field over the yeah. over the last. I think they're two the years. biggest. Yeah, they're, they're probably the biggest ones that are affected by the Grand Prix. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like they're like a very competitive series, and the Grand Prix is also <clears> because a race like Mid South, a race like Steamboat. Uh, we go there because it's such a big race and it's it, there's so much around the race with sponsors and all the people that are there so that's kind of why i don't think they're, they're not as affected as the bwr series but um yeah i think they're um they are for sure but maybe the triple crown triple crown thing if they do it smartly early um is gonna is gonna work for us i think that's what they're trying really focus the performance thing on the triple crown at the beginning of this season because we're not too busy with the lifetime races yeah, and yeah. then maybe the other belgian offer right are gonna be more about the people and more about the, the crazy course or something yeah it's pretty smart yeah. that they did that to be honest with you yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah, think it's really if, good, like really euro guys want to do one trip it works out also huh? and i think that's also a probably a big reason they know the euro guys will probably do it if they just have to take the plane one time yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's probably it <laughs> what else was anything, did, any, did anything else crazy happen while we were there uh, not really i just got like i said pay way too much for uh food most of the time and uh, probably oh, need to, to this is pretty it. good i uh i had a rental car so <clears throat> before they did the podium i 
uh, I went out to t- go try to, fi- to try to find my GoPro because it was only like five miles from the finish, but I couldn't just go on the course backwards. So I had to go and it ended up being like a 10 mile drive to get five miles away because that makes sense. And Siri had said uh, this route may contain unpaved roads, but like every one of the routes said that. So I just went with the shortest one. And it had me like driving this rental car through like literally a dirt field. Like there was not a road. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was like a horse. And and this was like a road that Siri recognized as a road. And I'm like, I should not be driving this rental car through this. And I go That's like what a, a mile. Car is for, dude. I go like a mile on this dirt road and the exit of the dirt road to get back out onto the paved road. There's like these two walls made of rocks that i guess like i was i was basically coming out of somebody's backyard into the into the road again and there were these two rock walls and they were more narrow than the car so like the side of the car just got totally scratched by this thing and i had to and the people at the car place did you have to pay it or no yeah they saw it but i think i can get it reimbursed from because like my credit card has like insurance or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This actually isn't the first time I've like screwed up a rental car. I in your in in Europe last year I did like a very similar thing and scratched the side of a car and I was able to get it reimbursed. So hopefully I can get this reimbursed too. But dude, I was like sweating bullets because I'm like trying to go find this GoPro and this Garmin. So like the GoPro and the Garmin added up is like a five hundred dollar value. So like that falling off my bike was five hundred dollars. The footage from the GoPro was probably like $500 in YouTube money down yeah, the tube. Dude, now and you're then not going to be able to make a video. And then the freaking scratch on the side of the car was another $500. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this trip just because of, that, be, because of that one freaking dude, GoPro. Dude, all your prize money that you were bragging about is like down the drain. I know. I'm like so frustrated about all of dude, it. Dude, also, like, how are you making $500 off a YouTube video? I know how many views your videos get. Yeah, I know the really good ones. <laughs> the really good ones. I, and I was assuming that BWR Mexico was going to no, be a dude, really good not one. Making, there's no way you're making $500 on a video. That's about what I made off of the Big Sugar video. And it got like 30,000 views. Is that not is that not right. accurate? All right. Yeah, want me to know. send you my want me to send you like a <laughs> screenshot of what I my paycheck? Like what, Yeah, oh, I mean, US or Canadian or pesos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you made five hundred pesos off the yeah, five hundred pesos. I'm trying video. to see uh, like a thirty thousand uh, dollar thirty thousand view video how much it makes for me. Uh, I, all I know is that the paycheck I got at the end of October was five hundred dollars. So yeah, it was. My so you mean total for the whole month? But I only did two videos. I think I did one. Yeah, but that's your whole and... channel, dude. Oh how, yeah, true. How, true. Like, man. But like ninety percent of the views came from that video, dude. Man, you like you have a hard time thinking sometimes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let me just pull this freaking video up right now. <laughs> click on the video and tell you how much money that this video made, and then we'll put it all to rest. <laughs> Sketchiest gravel race of the year, analytics, video performance, revenue. Yeah, you're right. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> Boom. Sorry. So you're making you're making a, about a hundred dollars per ten thousand views. Yep. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's not uh, all. You're gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not rolling in the dough. I'm not rolling in the YouTube dough. But mm-hmm. hey, it helps. Every little bit helps, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 hard to roll in the YouTube dough. You got to get a lot of views for that. Yeah, I have this friend that I have this really good friend. I wouldn't know. I've got this really good friend of mine that has a really good YouTube video and all it would take is him giving me some shout outs and it would probably like make my views go way up. But I guess we're just not that good. What friend? What friend is this? Good friends. (laughs) (laughs) What friend is this? I don't know what friend you're talking about. Yeah, he's an (laughs) idiot. I actually hate his guts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the more the more races that you <laughs> beat me in, says, uh, <laughs> the more races that you beat me in the next next year, the less shout outs I'm going to give you. I won't need. I won't need training <laughs> at that point. At that point, I will have surpassed Kerry Warner in his subscriber count, and I'll be making it. <laughs> That's a goal, dude. So That's are like, you? Are you? I gonna... think my current goal in YouTube is just to surpass Kerry Warner's subscribers because hmm. that's within reason. So are you going to buy a mountain bike next year? Because like, like what it, what is the plan with the mountain? Because you know that half the races are mountain bike races. Yeah, I don't know. Are you going to do the, the Grand Prix even if you're not in? I think that's the plan. But it kind of also depends on some other things that are in the works. So, mm. yeah. I'll sell you my factor. I know I've said this before. I don't, but I don't want it, dude. <laughs> If I get a mountain bike, it's just going to be like a, a hardtail. I have I'll a hardtail factor. I don't want your freaking hardtail. <laughs> we drop bars, bro. <laughs> yeah, drop bars. Yeah. I'm going to get the gravel bike with suspension and do the 650B with mountain bike tires and see how that rides first. And then if I don't like that, I'll end up getting a hardtail. Mm. I've got till like April to figure this out, don't I? Yeah, for Schwam again, it would work. Yeah. Uh, Shorter, I don't think it will uh, really work. But the thing is that you don't need to do sea otter. You have five if you do schwam. Yeah, no, no. I'm definitely doing sea otter because sea otter isn't at altitude. Sea otter is absolute. I'm definitely doing sea otter, Mm -hmm. unbound, and big sugar. It's the other and schwam again. I'm definitely doing those four. It's like figuring out what my fifth race should be. And if I do, if I do six, yeah. I'm kind of thinking the rat. It also just depends on timing because those three are at altitude. But I think the one that would suit me the most would be either the crusher or the rat. I think Leadville is totally not. I think I think the rat would suit you the best. Yeah. yeah crusher, How high is that? I, I, yeah. The rat is a, is a gravel race. Crusher kind of plays out. As... Crusher, dude, crusher is just like a watts per kilo at altitude yeah. contest. Straight yeah, up. Exactly. I mean, you do an hour and a half climb, yeah, but... you descend, and then you do an hour and a half climb. Yeah, I kind of so, like that 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 intrigues me. Um What? How does that intrigue you? <laughs> that intrigues me way more than Leadville. <laughs> Leadville is the same thing, just longer. <laughs> no, at higher elevation. Yeah, a higher elevation and longer, it's basically the same race as Crusher. Yeah, Leadville no. is like just If it's less elevation, if it's at less of an altitude and it's shorter, both of those things are in my favor. And it's mm. And I can do it on a gravel bike, Crusher. So all of those reasons are why I would prefer Crusher over Leadville. All right, fair enough. I think I, I'm just saying out of the three altitude races, I think the Rad, the rad is the yeah. best one for you. Yeah, I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. So I, I may not so. do Crusher and Leadville. It just kind of depends on timing. I think you mm. should do Leadville because just I for want the... to. Uh, I, I really want to beat you by like 45 minutes <laughs> in a race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you probably would because you can act. You can go out there and acclimate for two months because 
already you, making you, already making excuses <laughs> dude unless my family can come with me that's that's kind of out of the question for me even two weeks would be like pushing it yeah i, I can't be away film. i can't be away from my kids it's, for it's two okay weeks. man some of us work harder than others you know we can't all work as hard as us. As... <laughs> fair, fair enough. You know, I'd much of... rather be. I'd much rather at, at the end of my cycling career and life, I would much rather be a good dad than a good bike racer. And my my decisions <laughs> are going to be no. and my decisions are going to be based off of that. No, <laughs> like, I want to be both, but if yeah. But I, dad, being a dad I'm not, is way more important. I'm not having kids until I'm done bike racing, and then I can be a good dad. And until then, I'm just going to be the best bike racer that I can be. Yeah. Which is Well, mediocre. the cool thing about being a decent, you know, the cool thing about my bike racing right now is that I, I'm grateful that I can coach and race because uh, I think it, it opens up a lot of, like, time that I could spend, I do get to spend with my family. I'm going to go on, like, a sentimental rant, but. I mean, like I get to be at home a lot and I get to, we get to go to bike races a lot. And I think if I had like a, you know, a more restrictive job, then maybe I don't get to spend as much time with my family. So mm, I'm grateful sweet. for it. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good, man. <laughs> you guys all understand when you have. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll understand, but I don't plan on understanding until I'm done trying to be fast. <laughs> You think it's a bad thing to be fast and have kids? No. What? It's a bad thing to be fast. I think it depends on how much kids? resources you have, probably. I mean, dude, you see like Wout Van Art and Jonas, uh, they both Yeah, have but they kids. probably have a full time. That, that's what I'm saying. You think they have a nanny? They probably have a full time. Oh, bro. No, no, no. Their wives don't work. Or either their wife their is not work. working. Like, yeah, it's yeah, either yeah. or the other, you know. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, my, that's yeah. our goal is like next summer, hopefully. CJ, the plan is that next summer CJ will be able to quit her job, and then look. I don't, I don't know how much work Jonas did raising his kid, but how wild is it that he brings his kid up on the podium when probably his nanny, the nanny or the wife, did almost all of the kid raising? (laughs) That's not true. That is like such a huge assumption. I yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Why do you think? Why do you think that? Saying is its son. The reason the reason I think that is because he won the freaking Tour de France, dude. That guy's not waking up at three in the morning to go check on a crying baby. That okay? That is you're such an idiot. The kid only like wakes up in the middle of the night for like the first two months, and then after that, they sleep the night through. I mean, unless you're some so that's. Yeah, some kids, most kids, I'd say most kids, two or three months, and then they're sleeping the whole night through. All right. And if you've got a good, like, if you've got a a wife, it's not like you're splitting the, like, you're not splitting, but, like, look, I and your wife are cooperatively raising the kid together. So when he's riding, she's probably watching the kid, and when he gets home, they're both raising the kid. So I've never raised a kid before, but all I know is that every single dad that I've ever known uses having a kid as an excuse for why they're not fast. Have I said that? I don't, you know, you may, I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting faster. You may, you may be the only one. You may be the only one because every other person who has a kid is like, this kid is the reason why I suck at bikes now. (laughs) And I don't think I'm neglecting my family. No, you're not. You're a great dad. Thanks. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, you didn't you didn't go to Thanksgiving because you're in Mexico doing a bike race, but that's <laughs> 
Yeah, but but the I wouldn't have done that if it weren't for the money. I gotta like mm. had to win some money, so right. it was worth it. Yeah, you but know. then you washed it all down the got, drain because you I crashed put, the rental car. I gotta put the I gotta put food on the table. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is your is yeah. your new is your new bike sponsor gonna pay you enough to put food on the table? No comment. The one that we can't talk about. <laughs> this is like. Tell me how much you're gonna get paid by your bike company. Uh, you don't want to know, man. You're just. It, you're not gonna sleep <laughs> yeah. at night. You're not gonna <laughs> sleep at night, man. If I tell you. No, I already know, but I. This is. These are things we don't talk about on a podcast. Why not, dude? We're all, we're an hour and fifteen minutes in. No one's even listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about this. All right. Yeah, I, it'll be like it'll be more than it'll be more money than a bike company paid me this year. Hmm. Yeah, it's improvement. Right. It's improvement. Good stuff. So yeah, exactly improvement. I'm working my way up the the, the corporate ladder here. So more more <laughs> than zero dollars. Exactly. I didn't exactly. Bike companies nice. paid me zero this year. So hmm. what's what awesome. determines if you're a pro rider? Huh? If yeah, you a, if you that's a great question. I am in my head. It's always been if you've if you have a salary. No, so I've never had yeah. a salary, and I think in twenty twenty four I will if I don't spend all. Yeah, of but it. if like, you I'm have, gonna have a budget, a salary of five thousand dollars. Yeah, you're that's not, pro, dude. Pro. You're not even <laughs> able to pay your expenses, bro. All right, Adam, what's your definition? No, 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 no. I'm saying that like I, maybe I have a twenty thousand budget, but I only spend ten of it. So then I have a. So then I would say that the ten left over would be my salary. So after, ex- 10, after having ten thousand dollars in your pocket makes you a pro. Makes so so what if you? It's not even considered more, a real job. It'd be more pro world. than I have been <laughs> the rest so, of my at, life. So like at what oh, point? So what question. if your what if your expenses are what if your expenses are twenty thousand dollars and you make nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine? Or no no no, you make twenty thousand one. So you made a dollar. You you did profit, but it was not a lot yeah. of profit. You had a one dollar salary. <laughs> Whatever doesn't get spent would be your salary. And prize money doesn't and prize money doesn't count. Why does prize money not count? Because that's not guaranteed. A salary is guaranteed. Man, you're okay. I Adam, I want to hear your definition. I think it depends on on the person, depending on how like expensive their life costs. Like if you have kids and stuff, but I think hmm. being a pro is being able to pay everything from that sport. You don't have to do mm-hmm. anybody else. Oh to... snap! Your man, your definition is even more strict than mine. Man, if if you if you're saying you're a pro but you have two other jobs to close the gap, you're not a pro, bro. <laughs> then I guess I'm not I'm definitely not going to be pro next year. Yeah, yeah. dude. I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll ever make enough money to just be making money from racing. I'll always have to do something else to fill the gap. If you if you win a lifetime Grand Prix race next year, just watch. No, I or, don't even. Again, think it that, depends. That, like it depends how happened, much you think you need to yeah, live. Right. Just because you win dude, one race, people don't what, care. Like, dude, watch what watch what watch uh, watch what sponsor Torbjorn has mm-hmm. next year. No one knew who Torbjorn was, and now. Like just, just I, I don't even know what sponsor he's going to have next year. I'm just saying, watch him pull up to the first Grand Prix race, and he's got, you know, and we, we're not going to know how much he's getting paid. But I'm, yeah, I, I think it takes one, one Grand Prix win. I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't think winning, like, let's say someone wins Schwam again out of the sprint. I don't think, like, I think he's 
maybe has a little bit more sponsor, but I don't think it makes Dude, that much of a difference. No, I look at uh look at um who's the guy who 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 won Schwamgen not this year but last year? Why can't Braden Lang. Look at Braden Lang. He won Schwamgen last year? Yeah. Yeah, but Braden already yeah. had the contract with Pinarello and everything. Like, yeah, he probably got bumped out a little bit, but he also did a, other good races <clears> during <throat> the year. Mm-hmm. Like it was just not just Schwamigan. But, but come on, Schwam like Schwamigan, he was going from maybe getting top fifteen to he won a he won a Grand Prix race. Yeah, but like like I think yeah, yeah, I think it's for sure if you're winning a Grand Prix race, you have a shot at being pro if you don't maybe also, have too much expenses, but um, also I don't like think I could one is- I could be wrong about this, but I think that I, I think that the primary reason that Trek picked up Paige Onweller was because she won Big Sugar. Like that yeah, one Big that's, Sugar that's, result. Yeah, but I think I think Big Sugar is a good example of one of the lifetime races now that are worth more. Um, mm-hmm. I think if, if you put them, like, I think Unbound is first, Leadville is probably second, Big Sugar is probably third. Um, yeah. But I think after that, um, it falls off. I don't know, I think Seattle is probably... Drew, also, if you, but I think after that, it falls off very fast. Drew, if you win Unbound next year, not only are you gonna have enough money to feed your family, you're gonna have you're gonna have more money than you know what to do with. You're gonna be riding around in like whatever people in Kentucky think a cool car is, like a giant lifted truck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> lifted trucks are really popular here. Exactly, you're gonna be able, able to finally afford one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've always wanted sure, like yeah. I've always wanted it's a Mini Cooper. Cooper. It's kind of the opposite. A Mini Cooper. Dude. Yeah, that'd probably be my go-to. Like, if I had extra money and yeah, could Mini just Cooper is get like ranked number two as one of the sexiest car for a girl to have. What? <laughs> according yeah. according to what ranking? <laughs> I heard that the other day. I don't like. I think I was going to the airport with, and then the radio was on. Mm. And they were saying that, like, guys were thinking girls in Mini Cooper were sexier than girls in any what? other cars. Dude, I've never considered what car a girl drives when assessing their sexiness ever in my life. Yeah, maybe you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, but I, like, we're not the... <laughs> Dude, not I, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Do you think? Do you think about what car a girl is driving when you're? I think. I mean, when you're I, okay. So I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> think about that. Um, I think we're obsessed with our bike stuff, and we're probably different. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what bike? I, I think what, a car what bike a does big... a girl have to be riding for you to like turn your head? Like, Ooh, <laughs> she looks a little bit better because of that bike. No, not also, not something I've ever thought of before. <laughs> You should ask Nina if she she's a find you more sexy on the factor than on the niner. You know what she says? She says that when I so you know when I go out and train, like I'm either taking my road bike or my gravel bike or my mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And she says when I take my mountain bike out for a ride, she thinks that's sexier mm-hmm. than any other bike. Yeah, because she's she like, thinks oh, that she has a mountain bike. You oh, dude, he's riding his mountain bike today. <laughs> You know what happens every time yeah. I go for a ride. CJ's like, it's a rocky ride, ride you today. Know, it's for? a more, it's a more. Um, it's a, there's more happening on the ride. It's like more bumpy, more intense. You know, yeah, right. More it's a lot more needed. It's a lot more physical. Exactly. <laughs> what 
I think that's maybe <laughs> she's giving we? you a little insight, uh, Dylan. <laughs> I think Nina is probably giving you a hint, and you're trying too much, so you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. That's uh... I listened I to last week's. Cares. I listened I to last week's should... podcast. You guys talk a lot about me when I'm not on the podcast. Yeah, we miss you, man. We miss you. (laughs) I thought I was flattered. I was like, I was like, dang, what would they do without me? Like, you guys wouldn't have had half the stuff to talk about. Like, half the show is you guys making fun of me. So, like, you take me out of the equation, and it's just, dude. Last week's (laughs) last week's show is just Adam and Tyler and Scott. Scott. No, Scott wasn't there. You guys kept if saying Scott I need to the... get out of Kentucky, and I was in Mexico last week. Why were you guys kept? Why did you guys keep saying I need to get out of Kentucky? No, we were saying it's a good thing you're in Mexico. You know, you need some culture. Yeah, but why? I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. I need some culture. I travel all the time. What I don't know, dude. About? Tyler said it, so you should have. Yeah, I don't know him. what he means by that. I I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I travel a lot compared to other Kentucky people. My dad's never been on an airplane ever. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's great. Well, All right, well. I need to go uh, do some, yeah, cross, some cross-country. Is it already school. dark? Is it dark there? Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark where I live. Dang, Cross-country yeah. ski in the night? Yeah, we have. Uh, but right now, there's not enough snow that they can groom the trail, so we go on the golf course, and we... Bro, like what about icy. the... It's very fast, but it have to be careful, because you're in the dark with like uh-huh. just a little bit light on your head. It's so fun, <laughs> Bro, what about what the you, off season? I was about to say, is that your what that's are off you're season. in the off you're in the off yeah, season now, right? Yeah, but what's your skiing with friends? Consider what's your um? Dude, what's I your had, most? Ex- I, I had two weeks where I didn't do anything. I gained thirty seven <laughs> pounds. Thirty <laughs> seven. Wow. <laughs> what are what's the most thing that you're the most excited about with, for the off season now? Donuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> Damn. I wish, man. I wish the people listening could have seen your face. <laughs> they will. They will. We'll just. <laughs> we'll have to do it. Uh, All man. right. Well, yeah, what else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, other other than that, just <laughs> do you go just, do you uh, go crazy with food? Do you just eat whatever you want for like a week? Uh, no, not really. Um, no, no, that's not. Uh, I mean, if yeah, if if people are uh, like if someone cooks something very good, I'll eat it as much as I can. But I'll do that also in the season. Um, but otherwise, I, it's I just just pasta with butter. Typical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, I never, I, I don't really, um, I, I watch what I eat, but I don't watch how much I eat of this stuff. Um, and my rule for like the stuff nice. that are not uh, very good for you is that if someone made it with care, I can eat it as much as I want. But if it's, if you buy it and it's just by the company, then you, you cannot, you cannot. That's a good rule. That's wow. a good rule. That would cut right. out a so, lot of that would have cut out a lot yeah. of the food that I so eat. So like if if you're <laughs> if someone you love is making a cake, you can eat it, but don't go buy a cake at the grocery store. Hmm. Well, I like it. Interesting. That's kind of my that's kind of my rule. 
Um, so at Christmas, every like I can eat everything, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. And when people are over, I can eat everything also. But like when I'm by myself and I'm not cooking things that are not good for me, I'm pretty strict about what I eat. Mm, I like it. You know, I was joking about gaining 37 pounds, but <clears throat> I actually am 73 kilos right now, which is like three to four wow. kilos heavier than usual. You're 73. Wow. Yeah. You're, it, you're at the, like exactly me right now, or maybe a little bit heavier. That's what the scale said this morning. I have been taking creatine though. Yeah, <laughs> bodybuilding time. Yeah, I'm definitely if 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 taking creatine means I put on three kilos, I'm definitely gonna have to stop in season. Um, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, I think it's at at least one and a half. One and a half kilos. Yeah, and re- water retention. You don't take it during the season, do you? Just off season. Yeah, I do. I do you it do better for it your brain, season. so I just I just care about my brain more. It's better for your brain. Yeah, I think the the most convincing study all are actually about <laughs> concussion prevention. So I just Dude, take it always. You can pick. You care more about your brain than how fast you climb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I I think. I like cycling a lot about because of the life it gives us, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not that fan of the, the cycling as a whole. I like to cycle my bike, but I don't, yeah, I don't really care about like watching the sport or, mm-hmm. yeah, I like racing. I like training, but I, the sport in itself, I could do it. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, wa- you don't watch it. pro cycling. When I was younger, yeah, but now yeah, I don't watch a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think watching is just a lot of waste of time, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Coming from the guy who has who who follows zero people on Instagram. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. He also have you seen has he shown you his phone? His phone is no, black and white. <clears throat> You've told me this. He took out all the color from his phone so it's less distracting to look at. And you should see my I mean that's not you should see my computer, man. There's what is like, your what's your computer look so like? Restrictive. Man, there have so much attention on extension on there to like not go be able to go to like certain site and like it's like it's it's hard yeah there's not the yeah there's uh-huh. not too much to do on my computer wow that's why you have to do that now you, no, it's not just losing your time you know yeah i mean I, because i think it's easy like as athletes like man sports takes so much that um if you let that's that that part of it that we have to do because social media is part of of our job take over the rest of your time it's like man it's not sustainable because you have no time for your girlfriend you have no time for your like your friends and um so i i mean if yeah if i was doing maybe something that was not taking that much time or i was not having to be on social it would be different but because i have to i think they're just yeah they're just destructive man like yeah like i just feel man when i'm in a good like to me it's like it's like clear uh, a, a clear relationship it's that like the the more addicted i am to stuff the less good i'm feeling you know mm-hmm. it's just it's just a like the, the less agency agency i have over my choice yeah the less good i feel it's like it's straightforward like that and yeah. the more energy i have the more agency i have over my choice so um to me those social media are just a big energy sucker yeah true i have I have two mm. I have two phones. I have a phone that has all my social media on it and then my mm. main phone doesn't mm. have any social media on it. 
the problem yeah. is I've gotten really bad about just, I just carry around both phones and look mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I, yeah. what I need to do is just turn off my social media phone all day and just check it like once a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, like I think having a clear, a clear window. And I think also it's like, I think we think consuming it is going to somewhat keep us updated or something. Uh, about our friends, but like the, the platform are not like that anymore. Yeah. The platform are not showing you what your best friend is doing. Maybe it was at the beginning, but now it's just showing you a random people that's getting hit by a car somewhere in Asia. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, I don't yeah. like, it's not yeah, even, it's, it's not, not even showing you people you follow. It's showing you somebody you yeah. don't follow. You know what I, I mean? tried to it, set exactly. mine up. I tried to set mine up so that it only showed me the people you follow but you have to every time you do it that you have to go in and it's not an it, it doesn't it's not like a setting that you set and it does it it's like every time you open the app you'd have to do this oh yeah and it just it's yeah, not like also, an, it's not think, like a permanent setting that you can set mm-hmm. which is so annoying i want to just set it to that and leave yeah. it but like let's say you're even doing that um i feel like okay commenting on your friend whatever like he's doing it makes you feel like you're keeping a relationship with him but you're not you know yeah that's so like uh mm -hmm. superficial yeah like who yeah yeah so i think a lot of people like come on yeah but i think i think the way like we're we're built is that without realizing it that's a little bit how we think about it it's like oh yeah i've keep i know what he's doing in his life um i'm commenting and liking a little bit of his stuff i'm dming this guy a little bit and we're but like we didn't talk for for a, a whole year or something and i i feel like you you should better invest in maybe fewer relationship but those relationships you they it takes more time and you don't do it over social i think social makes you believe you're cultivating relationship but you're not truly so I think it's just useless. I think it's just a big advertisement platform. Yeah. Dang, that's, that's man, that's couldn't agree but more. I yeah. mean, that's I mean, death, so I, death, I, death I, to Instagram. Yeah, no, and but, I, but in a way, I'm grateful for it because it's a part of our job, and I mean, that's how it is. And people watch it, and maybe I have a different brand than other people, and other people can kind of control a little bit more than I can on that. But I mean. <laughs> It's it's how it's working right now in terms of publicity and everything. We have to do it, and it's important for for brands. Um, so 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 we do it. Um, but it's like at the end of the day, it's a marketing uh, platform. You know, that's how they make their money. Um, yeah. And I think it's more obvious than it was before. Um, but uh, people still look at it, so it's good for them. Yeah, I I, I think that you know I agree. Like people want to keep up with their friends. I think the thing is that you don't need to check it every five minutes to keep up with your friends. You need to check it like maybe you don't even need to check it once a day. You could check it once yeah, every three mm-hmm. days and are keep you, up with what your friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you think though it's keeping up with your friends or you're not even seeing what? No, I, I agree you, with that too. At this point, it's just showing you random stuff that you don't even follow. So, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know you should read this book called The Distraction Addiction, and you should also read this other book called Deep Work. I read both, both of those. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Dang, me and Adam are so cerebral. Wow. <laughs> I don't They're think. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's like deep work. Those two books are like introduction to that. Uh, 
<laughs> dude, Adam is so far above you right now. He's like, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Have you really deep, read deep those two books? My, I, I, bro, I've read Deep Work when I was like in high school. <laughs> oh, who's the who's the author? They call Newport. Oh wow, he's good. Okay, I know I've all the books. Like so good, I've you can ignore to... you. Digital minimalism. Like I know that. Yeah, like I've Dang. read that in. Like, yeah. It's I've like, listened to it's deep, like I've listened early. to Deep Work six times the audiobook. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Six times it's that Dude, good. Adam's, no, it's a good book. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good book. The Deep Work Adam's, might be like the most influential book other than the Bible that's been on my life. Yeah. Adam's response to you telling him to read Deep Work was as if like you told him like, "Hey, Adam, uh, you should read Cat in the Hat." Like, you should... No, 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 no. It's like, "Hey, Adam, like you should try drafting during a bike race." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Okay, maybe Adam. Maybe maybe Adam's the most cerebral cyclist in the in the cycling. Probably, world. dude. But I have more no, books in my background. I read on Kim bro. It books are too you, you have too much very soon if you just read books, bro. <laughs> how how can you, you carry ten books on two weeks of travel, you know? You cannot that's why you have a Kindle. <laughs> he just <laughs> said that he reads ten books in two weeks. <laughs> no, I, got I didn't you. say that. Is that I I, I I read ten books at the time sometimes, so that it's yeah, like so take two oh, I? I took two books to Mexico. Actually if you count my Bible, three. Yeah, but, but if you finish, that, okay, so everywhere. in Mexico, you finish one or you finish two and then you're stuck with, with nothing. Yeah, but the, I have my Bible and the Bible, you could just read and read and read. Yeah, that's, over and that's over again. for sure a difference. If you're rereading the same book uh, all the time. Yeah, that that's that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's for sure. Um, the way that's like the antidote to my to, to my problem. But uh, yeah, Kindle was kind of a game changer. At first, I really liked book, but uh, yeah, it was just too much carry around and uh yeah, At first, it's kind of cool to have <clears throat> books everywhere, but I, I feel like when you have a lot of them, you get less attached to them. And you realize also that a lot of books that um, like if like, let's say you're halfway and you think you get the idea, like um, I don't feel as bad as not finishing it. You know, when you when you're uh, early, like when you start reading, um, I think you attach as finishing book and everything. But when you read a lot um, and especially on a Kindle, it's like. Um, okay, I, I think I, I've I've got the idea, or I, I just want to see like those three chapter because I've already read those concepts uh, elsewhere. Um, so I think also that that makes it easier to like not not get attached to the book and more get yeah. attached to whatever uh, wisdom you're taking from it. I tried the Kindle. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, so I still go with paper books. But yeah, there's something right. for sure. At, at holding a bike. I'll yeah, I don't know. Yeah, holding a book. I'll give you yeah. that for sure. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah gotta run. Too. I'm gonna be late for cross country skiing, but yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Adam. I like that talking fun. with you guys. Yeah, next oh, time we should nice. talk about more uh, interesting stuff. But the last ten minutes was way better. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Taking <laughs> taking forty five minutes to talk about the race oh was a bit much. I yeah. still don't know how it played out, but <clears throat> Adam won. <laughs> yeah. All right, gotta go. <laughs> See you guys. No tire talk today. Sorry, folks. Oh, yeah, you're right.